0: Was January 6th, 2021 an insurrection? Biden said of J6ers, don't dare call them protesters. They were a riotous mob, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. It's that basic, it's that simple. Capitol Police Chief Steve Sun said J6ers came well-equipped, coordinated, and prepared to carry out a violent insurrection at the United States Capitol. But what is an insurrection, and do the facts of January 6th meet that definition? I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. For more than 20 years, I've been fighting for the underdog. But since COVID began, I've devoted all my time and efforts to fighting against government tyranny and educating and empowering the public. So welcome to our next episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. So what is an insurrection? And do the facts of January 6, 2021 fit that definition? Well, let's jump right into Black's Law Dictionary definition of insurrection. It is a violent revolt against an oppressive authority, usually a government. Insurrection is distinguished from a riot by the fact that in insurrection, there is an organized and armed uprising against authority, or operations of government, which threaten the stability of the government or the existence of political society. Wow, let's unpack that a little bit. So, were the events of January 6th violent? Estimates from government records show that there were 120,000 people in attendance at the January 6th events, with 1,200 people or 1% Entering the Capitol building that day. 1,106 people have been charged with offenses. Now this is charged. This is not found guilty. Charged with offenses, which mostly include non-violent offenses of impeding an official proceeding, entering a restricted building. That was 967 of them, by the way. Obstructing an officer, theft of government property, destruction of government property, resisting an officer etc now those charges with nonviolent and violent offenses that 1106 nonviolent and violent charges make up less than 1% of those protesting that day so less than 1% of people were charged either with violent non-violent offenses that day when the vast majority of the charges are for non-violent offenses. Those charged, by the way, still have a right to due process. That includes the right to be presumed innocent until the government proves beyond a reasonable doubt every single element that each defendant has committed, each element of the offenses charged. So let's take a look at what some of these situations are, what some of these horrible offenses that the federal government is prosecuting as part of the insurrection charges. Again, these are all straight from the front page of the DOJ Most Wanted website. Yes, the Department of Justice has a Most Wanted website where these January Sixers Are shown for being most wanted, and the government is trying to pursue charges against them. So, number one here, we see that this lovely individual is, in fact, spraying law enforcement officers with some sort of uh, unidentified substance. I'm sure it's nothing nice. And then, when he runs out of the substance, he then throws the entire can at them. Yes, so far, those are two different counts of assault. But it doesn't stop there. He then somehow gets one of their shields and then starts slamming it into the law enforcement officers. Wonderful guy all around, but yes, I would suggest he is in fact guilty of three different offenses of assault against law enforcement. The next one though is this guy who has his eyes closed during the entire video. He's being pushed on all sides around him and In fact, he looks like he's praying. So what on earth do they feel like they need to charge this man for? There's no evidence he was anywhere inside a restricted building, or that he did anything other than be physically present during J6. Number three here, you see these guys walking and standing, then they're hugging, none of which are offenses. We eventually get to a point where (laughs) I guess you could charge them with running indoors or running in the hallway uh, if you were in an elementary school. Uh, But at that point, the video then shows them wearing a black backpack. Maybe that's a crime on January 6th. You do see the guys struggling over some unknown object with some unknown person at this point, but still, this is nothing that arises to uh, a most wanted video. You then see the guys walking down the stairs. Again, nothing illegal here. Finally, you see these guys being chased unknowingly and then being assaulted without warning. Somehow, the DOJ has decided that it's these guys that need to be prosecuted criminally and not this person who's supposedly a member of the media who's actually assaulting them. And since they're posting this right on their website as the evidence that something bad has happened and encouraging people to call in tips, you think if they had something more damning against these guys... They would have used that video here instead of this. This lovely guy is seen here charging law enforcement with the shield that he has taken from them and then hitting law enforcement with the shield. But he had to make sure to round out his adventures on January 6th by tackling a law enforcement officer to the ground. Yeah, I could see why they're saying this individual needs to be charged. And finally, you see this guy literally beating law enforcement with some kind of a stick. And then when that doesn't seem to work, he just throws it at him. Yeah, again, this guy's not a real winner. And I could see where they're wanting to charge him criminally. But again, even then, the DOJ's most wanted? So how many people were violent on January 6th? 123 people have been charged with violent offenses. That's right, 123. And although each is constitutionally guaranteed the right to due process and a fair trial, the vast majority are not having those rights respected. So even if 100% of those charged with violent offenses from January 6th are found guilty, that is still 0.001 out of 100, or only one-tenth of one percent of the people protesting on January 6th. That's right, one-tenth of one percent of the people protesting on January 6th. So, were the events of January 6th planned to be violent? Uh, To that, I'm just going to reference that good old Wikipedia article you'll hear me talk about in a few videos that says, Trump gave a speech in which he repeated false claims of election irregularities, and though he encouraged his supporters to march to the Capitol to peacefully make their voices heard, he said, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Um... That's a far cry from screaming fire in the middle of a crowded movie theater, if you remember that analogy, uh, and how it affects the freedom of speech in our country with current case law. Uh, But anyway, uh, no, I would say the events of January 6th were not planned to be violent. And in fact, when you have only one-tenth of one percent of people that were there that day even being charged with A violent offense. uh, I think that kind of speaks to the planning of it all as well. So were the events of January 6th against authority? That is the other big aspect to an insurrection. Well, January 6th was a Stop the Steal rally. In other words, January 6th protesters were asking Congress to properly investigate the thousands of documented instances of election fraud. Photo, video, and testimonial evidence from thousands of poll watchers and election workers had been ignored by law enforcement, the courts, and the media for over two months following the election. Those weren't people just complaining because they didn't like the results of a legitimate election. No, they aren't making baseless claims and demanding others to blindly believe them at all. They were simply Americans fed up with the state and federal officials failing to do their duty to investigate the claims and consider the mounting evidence with neutrality. Whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, Independent, Green Party, doesn't matter. You have a job to do when you're a government official. And above all else, you have an allegiance to our country, to that Constitution and the limits and procedures defined therein. You don't have a duty to your party. You don't even have a duty to the government. Your duty is to the Constitution and to the people who give it authority in the first place. But the government, like I said, has no authority except that which we the people give it in our Constitution. Not one government official, branch, or agency in the U.S. has inherent authority. Each may only exercise the power or take actions that comply within the parameters of the Constitution. Nowhere in our Constitution do we give the government a blank check to take actions as they see fit. In fact, it's just quite the opposite. Our Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, guarantees us a Republican form of government where we the people retain the ultimate control and authority and simply elect representatives to fulfill specific duties and doing the day-to-day tasks. So our entire system of government, a constitutional republic, is threatened when evidence-based allegations of election wrongdoing are not fully and neutrally investigated. The vast majority of the election cases brought to fight this election wrongdoing were thrown out of court due to an alleged lack of standing, where the evidence was literally ignored and the judge taking a procedural cop-out to avoid having to deal with the ugly truth. Indeed, in several of these cases, plaintiffs were ordered to keep their evidence secret. They were not allowed to share the evidence or other analytical findings with the public. That is correct. What I just said to you, let that sink in. These governmental actions denied voters nationwide the due process. They are constitutionally guaranteed. Consequently, Finalizing election results while ignoring such substantial evidence-based allegations itself is an action taken outside the authority granted in the Constitution. So, the 99.9% of people protesting on January 6th were exercising their authority via the constitutionally protected rights to peacefully assemble, speak freely, and petition their government for a redress of grievances. The 99.9% of J6ers were doing exactly what the Constitution expects from them and that which the Declaration of Independence requires them to do, instructing their government on matters of nationwide importance. So, what does the Constitution say about insurrection? It's mentioned four times in three different places of the Constitution. First, in Article 1, Section 8, where Congress has the power to call forth the militia to suppress insurrections. And in Article, excuse me, Amendment 14, Section 4, it's talking about the payments of national debt. But the important one would be, Amendment 14, Section 3. You cannot hold any civil or military office if you have previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, and then you have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution of the United States. Keep all that in mind when you're thinking about whether January 6th, 2021 was in fact an insurrection. Want to interact on this important topic? comment on this video, or call in the second Tuesday of the month at noon Eastern Standard Time to participate in our live constitutional discussion. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. And remember, together we can restore freedom.